So, this is our second episode of the Sisterhood of the Traveling Podcast, and we're going to do Hamilton this week because we've decided that we don't just want to limit ourselves to books, but instead just sort of pick texts, for lack of a better word, that we're really excited about. And we are in love with Hamilton, especially Alyssa, who, well, not even especially, but most recently, Alyssa, who Alyssa's love is new. It's shining bright right now. But, you know, I think all three of us are deeply, deeply in love. Oh, man. I honestly (laughs) fell back in recently. Like, I was, I had to come out for air briefly, but, you know, I fell back in. I'm back in. Yeah, I mean, I feel like most of Kyla and my, Kyla's my sister, most of our conversations are basically revolving around Hamilton lyrics at the moment. I've been watching Scandal, and Scandal's, like, about political scandal, obviously, and, like, they're in the White House, and, you know, there's uh, scenes where, like, the guy who doesn't get anything and, like, doesn't ever get a chance to be president but is always behind the scenes is like, look at this portrait of Alexander Hamilton, and I'm like, I know that guy, and, like... (laughs) Is that Cyrus (laughs) Bean who says that? Yes, it is Cyrus, okay. Wait, (laughs) Hannah, do you watch Scandal? Yeah, I watched, like, the first three seasons, dude. (gasps) Okay, I'm on season five. It's getting, it's heating up. Okay. Wow. Um, Maybe I should anyway. start watching it again. Yeah, you should. But anyway, so I've been Also, like, all the references to, like, Sally Hemings, Thomas Jefferson, which are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, so I think that's about... Scandal. Between, like, Hamilton and Scandal, I think I understand American politics. And between Hamilton and um, this medieval literature class that Alyssa and I took, I think that I understand history. So... You know, I basically, like, ask Perfect. me anything, I'll tell you what happened during the American Revolution, and that's literally <laughs> it. So, or, like, medieval England. Um, but that's all I got. Perfect. Yeah, so, I think <sighs> Hamilton, I guess, to give a little bit of backstory to the, you know, five people maybe who don't know what Hamilton is. But Hamilton <laughs> is a musical, play, cultural social historical event that's been going on and (laughs) continues to go on um it was created by lin-manuel miranda and six years ago it was six years ago i think you guys but anyway teal's just fanning herself a little bit fanning herself because wow lin amazing an icon a love but he was on vacation and he read ron chernow churn I don't know how you pronounce it. Chernow? Who knows? I think Chernow. Chernow's biography of Hamilton and was like, this should be a play. This should be like a a rap opera, basically musical. Like, how has no one done this before? This is so obvious. Like, this is dramatic. This is about people rising up and wanting revolution and wanting change. And so basically for the next six years, he just started writing all of these songs and raps and just sort of creating this amazing story around Hamilton and the revolution and after the revolution and basically his like rise and fall and rise again and fall again. And essentially it's a play that is, it is amazing in that it is both like so committed to, you know, talking about like this historical figure, but like making the historical figure compelling and accessible for today. And to that end, it's like, an incredibly like multicultural show um it's very much like looking at these sort of dead white white met guys basically who like formed um this country but like through the lens of like america as it actually is 
which is not, you know, as homogenous as we see in history class or whatever. And Absolutely. What else would you guys say? Like, what, you know, Hamilton is amazing, but I feel like, how do you describe that? I don't know. I think, I mean, I can only think of things that I've heard Lynn himself say about it that I just think yeah. are so eloquent that I feel I need to repeat them now. But I know, kind of like you were saying, Hannah, like he says the thing where it's like, you know, it's like about America then, but it's like with like the what America looks like now, like the actors are yeah. supposed to represent that. Um, and I think that like one thing I remember him talking about in terms of like why like rap and hip-hop for this particular like person's story and just thinking about like how fast you have to like speak or perform or sing Mm -hmm. or write if you're like writing rap music and like how that just seemed like what Alexander Hamilton was doing because he just wrote constantly so like it just seemed like he was already doing that so there was like that element and then I've heard him say things like um Lin-Manuel Miranda say things about like he wants this to be sort of the bridge between these two really polar opposite worlds like hip-hop and like musical theater and like because he loves these two worlds like so intensely and like Mm -hmm. people who love hip-hop he wants them to like understand like the beauty of like musical storytelling like by this and like vice versa and I feel like I've sort of gotten that like I'm way more into musicals than I am into hip-hop and I feel like I can understand like that like the power of this to do that in myself it's so true it is like amazing how he bridges so many different influences and it's not just hip-hop that like the songs are mainly hip-hop slash rap but it's like so many different kinds of music too that he's bringing in and like you were saying it's like musical theater theater which he is so passionate about obviously and I think it just makes it so accessible like for something that's like so odd and eccentric and like something you would never think would work it just works so well I feel like because it brings so many different elements together I was thinking about um when you were saying like the other types of music that it brings in and there are like you know the select songs that are like not primarily rap music and those are like very intentional to like very like intentional with his writing of that character and like what genre of music best suits them but and I don't think we really need to get into this this is why I bring it up now but like I heard him once say that like when he was thinking about King George and like what his songs would sound like he (laughs) thought of like um like British pop bands and I was that that was like a revelation to hear him say that because when I listen to King George's songs I love them and I'm like why does this sound so familiar and then I then I was like this sounds like McFly like this is so like British poppy it sounds totally like that and that was just so amazing to me that he was like able to write this song and it's also just funny and I just that's so fun fact about Hamilton that's so amazing that just increased my love so much more (laughs) Alyssa though I want to hear about your journey into loving Hamilton because okay Atiel I have this idea that I kind of turned you on to Hamilton but I don't know if that's just me taking credit where like credit is not due (laughs) that is that is what I have been thinking. Okay, I honestly don't want to not give you credit for that, but I don't <laughs> think so. I think that there is definitely an element of, like, you being in into it and, like, that being, like, motivation for me to continue. But I remember, okay, like, yeah. the first, like, I started, because I, like, you know, I've been hearing about Hamilton for months, like, ever since it, like, hit Broadway and being like, oh, my God, I know people love this. And, like, Alyssa and mine, speaking back to my medieval lit class, 
<laughs> that professor loved Hamilton and raved about it during that quarter. And so, like, I knew about it. I knew that all these cool people really loved it, and I knew that I should get into it. Um, and then I finally did, like, months and months later, and I was listening to it, and I remember one time, like, literally listening to Wait For It, which I know is significant to you, Hannah, but, like, listening oh, to that while walking across campus to meet you, one of the first times that we ever hung out, like, in oh, um, the underground, and, like, we were, and, like, I, like, was in a different emotional state after listening to that song, <laughs> and, like, then I, like, sat down and, like, was, like, dude, I need to talk about Hamilton, and luckily, you loved Hamilton, so then, like, oh, I remember we had, like, a chat about, like, can I call Lin-Manuel Miranda Lynn, even though I don't know him, <laughs> like, I remember, like, those sorts of things, okay, but I, I do remember that. I just remember, like, when I first listened to it, I didn't understand that it was cohesive enough, the album was cohesive enough to, like, understand the story, so I was just listening to it on shuffle, so I was, like, wait, there's a mistress, and did he cheat on someone, and are they sisters, and, like, I was not getting it, and, like, right. then I just, so, like, I was still at that point when, like, I found out that you loved it, so then I found out that you loved it, and I think you explained to me that, like, you need to listen to it in order, and, like, you can understand the story, and then I did, and then I, I was a different person after that. Okay, perfect. Yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense that it was just, like, a dovetailing in our friendship. Mm -hmm. Hannah, how did you find it? I was thinking about that because I don't really remember how I found out about it. I think I must have just found, like, an article online and been like, oh, this is interesting because I'm, like, kind of into musical theater but not a lot, but enough that if I saw an article like, this is a cool play or, like, this is a cool cast recording, I would check it out. So I think that must have been how it was. And then I just listened to it and was like, what yeah. the fuck this is amazing my life is different forever <laughs> I remember okay before we get into Alyssa's origin story with Hamilton I remember like one day like in that you know the first week of like which Alyssa's in right now guys but like the first week of like loving Hamilton and I remember like yeah it was like after finals or something like I had enough time so I remember going home after I think after seeing Hannah that same day and I like laid on my bed I had my headphones in and I just listened to it and I was just sitting there and lip syncing and like Maggie my roommate walks in and she's like what the frick are you doing and I'm like dude Hamilton man and I like was in like a Hamilton coma for days and I still am a little bit am if I like you know if I turn it back on I was listening to it earlier today in preparation and I was just like oh my okay Alyssa you tell your story okay so what you just described the Hamilton coma is like exactly what my existence has been I know that you listen to it like a lot and pretty frequently so I kind of have just felt like I was almost just like living your life in certain ways but like (laughs) so we were like talking we were like saying like hey let's like do Hamilton for the podcast so it's like okay I will go listen to Hamilton because I'm a terrible person and all the time have this like ongoing huge list of all these different things that you wonderful people tell me to listen to and watch and see and I'm just like right add that on there haven't done it yet you know (laughs) of course and like so I was like okay finally like here we go Hamilton and like I even like had heard the first like Alexander Hamilton like the song before because like I've been living under a rock and so like uh, but like like sounds have still gotten underneath the rock you know like like everybody <laughs> has been listening to this and it's just been me basically and I have now been listening to Hamilton like nonstop, constantly. My non-stop roommate Alyssa. has been like, like she was exactly, exactly <laughs> that. Like, 
and she's like she's like are you working out to hamilton last night and i was like you know what like the first half of the album is very good for working out honestly oh my god it pumps you up so much (laughs) speaking of roommates and like annoying them with this i'm really happy to hear that hannah that kyla likes to talk about hamilton and i'm Mm -hmm. but like maggie my best friend and old roommate loves hip-hop music for the record like loves it so much and also like really loves musical theater but she does not cannot get into hamilton because i've sort of oversaturated her life with it myself (laughs) so i hope that you know in a few months she comes into it but like I honestly almost ruined it for her, and I didn't mean to, but I had to. It was like a condition I was dealing with, and it was all Hamilton all the time. I've honestly been trying so hard to not do that to Heather, my roommate. Like, I keep being like, like, she'll just be talking in general about her day, and I'll like almost like cut her off and be like, you know what you should do? Listen to Hamilton, like, right now. Just go put it on. (laughs) Yeah, it's rough. Okay, so were we just going to go through the songs I feel oh not the songs go through the characters of Hamilton and sort of talk about like our reactions to those characters what we like what we don't and like what songs that they sing are we like most infatuated with let's do it yeah Yeah. we're I mean should we just start with the obvious first character to start with I mean we should I feel like we might as well all right yeah you guys Alexander Hamilton Lin-Manuel but now (laughs) Javier Munoz is in the role I oh my god Okay, first of all, for people who haven't listened to Hamilton, one of, like, the really important things about, the like, Lin-Manuel Miranda's personal decision to, like, write the story of Alexander Hamilton is, like, the fact that, like, Alexander Hamilton is, like, a mixed immigrant person who, like, came to the United States and, like, is half, like, Caribbean and, like... You know, the details of that are lost in, like, bad the bad record-keeping of the 18th century. But, like, you know, he came to this country, like, as an immigrant. And that's, like, important. And, like, that's, like, the reason why, you know, there's, like, that connection between Lynn himself. Lynn himself and, like, the, the character. And so, like, that's that about Hamilton. So, like, as far as, like, knowing about what was actually happening historically, like, I definitely had, like, a lot of the basics of this. But, like, the details I did not have, definitely. They were not things I had learned about in class. And, like, if I did, it was, like, a, like at a point when I was still, like, not sure which one Alexander Hamilton was type of thing. I don't um, even remember knowing a single thing about Alexander Hamilton. Like, like maybe that noun- name sounds familiar. Maybe I read on, like, the $10 bill the name Alexander Hamilton once or twice recently. But, like, I can't – I couldn't have told you a single Right, a I mean, he was just, like – Yeah. He was just, like, one of those dead men, you know, founding fathers who just, yeah. like, kind of blur together with me, honestly. I don't know how much you guys have done this or maybe didn't need to do this, but for me personally, I almost immediately was like, how much is that is true? How much did you change? Like, what really happened? Was Aaron Burr really there for that? And so I listened to this other podcast, actually, that was, like, called, like, What You Missed in History Class. I've listened to that, yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. And so I listened to that, and then I also basically just, like, read a bunch of Wikipedia articles about a bunch of, like, the different people featured. But one (laughs) of the things that I think was in that podcast that I thought was so interesting, as you were just talking about Alexander Hamilton, like, being an immigrant and, like, all of these different aspects of him, was that there was, um, it was rumored that the man who he works for, that he ends up, um, that he's, like, running his business for, when he's still in the the landlord his mother's landlord 
Yeah, 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 exactly. No, I have done no external research. I only know what's in the songs. I think I once, like, what did I do? Did I do anything? Nope. (laughs) I have not done a single bit of, I haven't even read the Wikipedia page on Alexander Hamilton. So, no, when I say I mean, I I think I understand American history, I'm only talking about what's in the songs of Hamilton musical. (laughs) Right. I know that, and then I know, like, you know, things that Lynn has said later, like, oh, yeah, I changed this, but because of, you know, such and such reason. Right, Yeah. That's literally, like, well, all I know. So, the, so, like, I thought it was so interesting, though, like, the idea that that man that he's working for, the mother's old landlord, is potentially his father. Mm. And, like, the idea that, like, maybe his father didn't walk out on him, but, like, there's, like, some infidelity going on and just, like, other aspects like that. I don't know. I thought that was really interesting to think about and, like, kind of complicate his character also and, like... Because if you think about, at least I was thinking about this, and I don't know if this is weird, but I kept thinking about, like, if I was Alexander Hamilton's father, and I was like, oh, I'm getting out of Dodge, right? And then you give it, like, not even 20 years, and all of a sudden your son is, like, doing really well for himself, mm-hmm. would you not kind of, like, try to appear back in his life? Maybe not. I don't know who maybe he did and Alexander Hamilton was like no way but I kind of just like it made my heart feel a little bit better that thinking maybe this other man was actually his father and that like this man had kind of like been like yeah like you need to like go to New York I don't know I had this little fantasy in my mind of that being his reality instead that is (laughs) so sweet and I want that to be true but I also then he wouldn't have this deep connection with Aaron Burr my father wasn't around my father was around. <laughs> okay, wow. I really need to like not be singing throughout this whole podcast. <laughs> Wait, one thing that I want to say about Alexander Hamilton's father, which I just think is so funny when I realized what he was saying. So, like, like I said, literally all I know is from the musical. So if I'm wrong, just you know, correct me or don't, but just understand where I'm getting my information <laughs> is a little bit unreliable. But like it says, like he's like you know um, Alexander's father. Uh, whatever it says in the first song, like, he was, like, a Scottish man, like, his father. Mm -hmm. Obviously, colonialism, whatever, you know, is happening, and he's in the Caribbean, and then there's, like, a woman who's there, and then, like, you know, Alexander Hamilton. But then there's that song in, there's that part in uh, the song Take a Break, where he's, like, writing to Eliza, and he's like, Mm -hmm. I hope you understand the reference to another Scottish tragedy, because he's, like, referencing Macbeth, but then it's, like, another Scottish tragedy, and then I was like, he's talking about his own freaking life. Exactly. He's a Scottish man, and he's talking about he's being so freaking dramatic, (laughs) and it's so funny, and I love that one. I love that you brought that up. Oh, my God. Which, I mean, this kind of bleeds into talking about um Eliza a little bit but that just was made me think of another thing about Alexander is just like how like sweet and dear I like feel about him but also how much like I feel like if I knew him in real life I would not like him yeah (laughs) but specifically like there was like in like just as you were thinking talking about that though I was thinking about when he's talking to Eliza and he starts talking about his own mother and he's just like looking at her and seeing how helpless she was Eliza you will never be that helpless oh my god I and love I was that like, line Eliza as long as I'm <laughs> alive Eliza I swear to god you'll never feel so helpless that's what it says oh my god oh my god. you guys because I feel like that points to such a truth about his character that he has this kind of like cockiness about him and he's so aware of like you know like 
his incredible brain that he like references all the time and is always proven to us. <laughs> but he's also so insecure because he knows kind of like where he's come from and how easily things can just go. Like he can, everyone can like lose anything so easily. Yeah. In terms of Eliza and especially Helpless, I feel like that's one of the main times when we see him kind of admit to that uh, insecurity or just like he's he's not as cocky then. He's like, I've seen yeah. all these terrible yeah. things. You know, um, in the in the song right after Washington sends Hamilton home, I think it's called what is it? It may be called "Stay Alive" or something. No, 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 no. That's the one. The one where I feel like it's later the one than where, "Stay Alive." The one where he's like, "Eliza, you're pregnant. I wish I had known about this, but also not because mm-hmm. then I wouldn't have come home because I'm really into the whole war right. thing." Right. Um, yeah. That song when he like chokes up and he's like, "Will you?" revel being a poor man's wife unable to provide for your life like that is like one of the most heart-wrenching moments of like the entire album for me and like also Lynn like sings it and his like voice cracks and it's just so beautiful and like that's exactly what you're talking about like he is just so it's just this weird thing where like you know that his cockiness is like has been fabricated by him and he knows that and like but no one else I feel like is really understanding that about him which is, like, the entire point of, like, fabricated yes. cockiness. But, like, also, yeah, exactly. you know, Eliza well, also, knows, Angelica knows. Yes, exactly. She knows. And also I was reading, I don't know, Lynn, was, Lynn wrote somewhere and I read it that, like, the Rosetta Stone to Hamilton's character is, like, when he's talking about how he – what's the line where he's, like, I imagine death so much it feels like a, more, <laughs> more like, a memory. like a memory. Yeah. yeah. And, like, that is, that is, like, the key to unlocking all these aspects about his character that he's, like, continually running, you know, writing like he's running out of time. Like, he doesn't mm-hmm. have time and he feels like he needs to prove himself constantly, constantly, constantly because, like, all – like, everything basically can be gone so quickly. Like, his life can be gone. His money can be gone. Like, everything that he has worked for. So he needs to, like, go, 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 go constantly. What Which is the so polar opposite – of burr you know wait for it burr oh you guys and like and the entire way that he's operating with life which i think is interesting just in the way i was just thinking about what i had said earlier where i was like i don't know that i'd like hamilton that much if i just met him and i think that i would actually react in a way that like aaron burr and the play does in so many of the ways where i'm like yeah. like calm the hell down type of thing and like like you need to like take a step up because like that seems so much more like this natural like it's like why do you feel like you're running out of time type of deal right that makes sense what is the line where hamilton he says something like where i come from some get half as many that that is my shot i think it's in my shot i think it's in my shot that's why we live it which is personally my favorite four blacks like that part that part really um I don't know. Okay, so that part, I always, like, pay attention to that line, and, like, I feel like I've always been thinking about that line, because, like, I had a friend um, when I, like, I had a friend, well, I mean, I'm still friends with this person, but, like, I met this person, and I remember when they turned 20, like, um, they, like, said something very similar about, like, how this was, like, a blessing to, like, turn 20, because, like, Mm -hmm. their people, like, don't get to turn 20 a lot. When he says that, I just think about, like, how, like, someone I know has said something so similar and how it's just this like this like sense that like you can't like take your life for granted because like and I don't know just like I it just reminds me that like that's an experience that I cannot even fathom and like the people around Alexander Hamilton can't fathom despite the fact that like people were dying when they were like 50 at this time you know even this weird you know difference in like conditions of just like or like you know like like the 
the condition of life for everyone was different at the time that they're talking about, but I just, I always, like, have this correlation in my mind between, like, uh, I don't know. When you were saying that, it made me think about Eliza, though, and how she's constantly saying, uh, like, how lucky we are to be alive right now, and I feel like Mm -hmm. that, in some ways, I'm like, is that what makes her such a good match for Hamilton, that they both kind of, I mean, she's such a privileged character, but, like, they both kind of have this awareness of, like, appreciate your life like he in some ways is like I need to appreciate my life by doing all these things but not actually appreciating the moments and she's like have this moment like see your son like live this life with us and don't just constantly be thinking you know towards your own death or towards your own destruction I feel like that like the way you just put those two characters next to each other and like with that framing makes me think so much that like that's just like a very like masculinity versus femininity thing and like what Mm -hmm. does like living your life to the fullest mean and like the whole you know literally the beginnings of like american capitalism alexander hamilton is talking about that stuff literally making like making like the government and like the economic system that we're that is caught the root of all of our problems nowadays literally (laughs) talking about like him needing to work hard enough and work constantly and like physically tire himself and emotionally tire himself like making that happen and her thinking like the same thing like you know I don't want to take my life for granted and I want to like live my life to like the fullest like extent of it and that just means like being with my family and like that's such a like stark difference but also I feel like a very like a reoccurring difference between like really like between like you know the capitalist masculinity and like not capitalistic femininity and like that's just absolutely yeah. Which, so speaking of which, can we kind of, like, I don't want to necessarily, like, abandon talking about Hamilton, but I feel like I almost, it's easier to talk about him through the other characters. Right. Like, can I we really talk is. about Eliza and then Angelica yeah. a little bit? Yeah. Of course. One, one <laughs> thing that I always think about when I'm listening to this is, like, someone who I trust a lot, Rosianna Hulse Rojas, who... I'm sure several people, including you two, like, know who that is. Like, John Green's personal (laughs) assistant, you know, YouTuber extraordinaire. My, like, life icon, like, who I hope to (laughs) become. She made this post because I think she saw Hamilton and she – or she made a video about it. And she was talking a lot about how she thought it was so interesting how, like, Lynn had so few, like – women to work with like in terms of characters like if he has to fit this all into like his two and a half long two and a half hours long musical like how many women can he put into this one story and he's like it doesn't matter that there's only like these two women sometimes a couple others come in and out but like they're gonna be really important and like I'm gonna focus on them and I'm gonna give them like the power to like tell their own story it's not gonna be like Hamilton's story about Eliza it's gonna be Eliza's story about Hamilton and like her effect on him Oh, dang, because that's even, sorry, I did not mean to cut you off, I just, that was just resonating so much, because that's exactly how they tie up the entire story, is Eliza, (sighs) it's like, you know, who will, like, it's like, who will tell your story, and it's Eliza, and like, that's how it ends, it's Eliza. Yeah, I feel like there's a big focus, like, even just in, like, the words he uses, like, on who is telling the story, who is writing the story, and you know, there's obviously this motif of writing, like, throughout the entire thing, and throughout the entire premise of the show, But, like, 
the idea of like you are controlling your story you know who lives who dies who tells your story like that entire like history has its eyes on you like we're we're making the story as we're living it and like um in what is it called say no to this the one song where we get sort of an unsavory picture of a woman rosiana pointed this out in that video and she said like you know this is like the one case where we have like a man like talking about like how a woman's affecting him but in the beginning like Aaron Burr says like I'll let him tell it like I'll let Hamilton tell this story so it's very clear that like you know this is only like Hamilton's perspective and like Mm -hmm. I thought that that was a very interesting point and then you do get like Eliza at the end in like (laughs) the most emotional song of all time where she says (laughs) well you know you have in Burn when she says like I'm taking myself out of the narrative and then you have like in the last song when she says like I'm putting myself back into the narrative like this is like I'm having control over this my entire like my entire part in Hamilton's story and like and I just also like this image of her as like the record keeper and sort of like the Mm -hmm. person who like writes his legacy which is like the thing that's most important to him but like he doesn't even get to make it himself like she makes it yeah so beautiful there's such agency there there really is yeah I feel like that also like leads nicely into certain ways about how like how that contrasts too with like because Angelica is a character that's much more like Hamilton than she is like Eliza and I feel like Eliza's kind of in between these two who she's so incredibly close with and um sort like just very much so like being that record keeper and like being the one who like like she's the one who says to Angelica like it's like tell me what are we here for and like Mm -hmm. kind of like a lot more um I mean I don't she's like has a ton of agency so like but like I want to say that like sort of like like just the observer if that makes sense but like in in her relationships with both of them in a lot of ways I think right and like even Angelica knows that she knows that like she gets she has like the control in like the dynamic between the two sisters and like she has that line where she says or it's insatisfied I think and she says like um like if I basically she says like if I told Eliza that I was in love with Hamilton like she would like let me have Hamilton and like she would never bring it up again and like that's such a you know, one thing I just want to say about the two sisters is that I don't know the actual story of the Hamilton or of the Skylar like sisters or the Skylar kids and, you know, I know that like there's a bunch of discrepancies and I know that like Angelica was already married when she met Hamilton and like all this stuff. Right. Um, but I love that what Hamilton like not Hamilton. I just did it. I love that, like, Lynn sifted through all that information and was like, what do I want to talk about? Like, what would make this the yeah, most completely. compelling story? And that makes yeah. it about, like, a man who's legitimately in love with two different women, but also, like, that those women are choosing each other ultimately over, like, you know, yeah. the, like, wedge he's trying to drive between them. And I just was like, Lynn, you that... angel, like, God, thank you for so this. Much. Like, Thank you for knowing that, like, that was the thing that's missing from the story about, like, Alexander Hamilton was, like, the effect of the women in his life and, like, what makes those women, like, real people. And it's, like, significant relationships with people other than Hamilton. And it was just, yeah, that was absolutely. Beautiful. That was honestly one of the things that, like, drew me into Hamilton at first the most was the relationship between Angelica and Eliza. And mm-hmm. just because, like... I mean, I am, like, obsessed with reading or watching or anything to do with sisters, and sisterhood is, like, obviously so important to me, like, my sister being my best friend and anyway, that kind of thing. So just having their relationship be so well done, and I feel like so 
believable in the ways like you were talking about the way that they like compensate for each other or the way that they know each other so deeply that Angelica would be like you know I could like claim Hamilton as my own and I know exactly how she would react I know how this would play out and I can see our lives because I know both these people so well but then saying like having the forethought to be like that's not how it should play out like I should let her have him and I just love like Tia like you were saying the way that Angelica and Eliza choose each other in the end and especially Angelica choosing to to support Eliza wholeheartedly after Hamilton has his affair with Maria Reynolds yes she's like I'm here for her I'm not here for you even though Alyssa like you said like Angelica and Hamilton are so similar but Angelica Mm -hmm. loves Eliza and is loyal to Eliza above anything and that I just think is beautiful and it's like so amazing that Lynn would write this beautiful sisterhood that just it seems so it just like feels rings so true to me and it's just amazing I I really like how you're bringing up that like the key a key part of their relationship is not just them like choosing each other or like you know having the strong relationship but it's that like that means that they know each other really well because yeah it's just interesting and light you know at the end where like in that song where she says I'm not here for you like right before that Hamilton says he's like oh, thanks, Angelica, for showing up because, like, I really need someone who understands me right now. Like, Angelica, my soul mate, literally. But, like, she's like, dude, you obviously don't know me as well as, like, you think you do. I am choosing Eliza. And, like, that's very obvious to me. Like, I'm not having, like, an internal debate right now. And I just... Yeah. (sighs) Well, I love... I think that's probably the only thing, too, that, like... So, like, when I found out that Angelica was already married... Mm-hmm. it kind of like like I just feel like I understand why it's so much easier to present it as though she wasn't and like how that makes the storytelling easier but it did for me I think take like I just feel like like if you go into that thinking that she's married then it looks way less like oh Eliza like wasn't paying attention to her sister's feelings for half a second and suddenly just was like oh like Alexander consumed me so much that like I didn't think about how Angelica was in love with him like that she doesn't have the same realization that Angelica does yeah whereas like if you're like Angelica's already married then Eliza not seeing that or maybe seeing it or anything like that or like how she laughs off when she's like if you really loved me you would share them because I do feel like it almost for me I had like moments where I was like wow, like is Eliza kind of like clueless and as you go on she's obviously not and right I think that, like, that was something that, like, knowing that that had been changed, I think, did bother me slightly. I mean, again, like, I get why, but I was like, oh, no, like, you could have, like, utilized that so much, again, for, like, their relationship and understanding, like, why that happened like it did and, like, what made it okay and not like Eliza was just, like, ignoring her sister's feelings. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I think that the one thing that I would add is that, like, there is, I don't know, at least as far as, like, this play goes I think Eliza like says something about Hamilton like when she sees him and and Angelica's like I got this she's like okay I'm gonna go talk to him for you and then she does that and like that's like what happens in Helpless and like there is the sense that Eliza's like sort of clueless and like that Angelica like Hamilton is sort of like they are like utilizing their agency by like you know like seizing power and yeah. I wonder if, like, that's just, I don't know, it's interesting because, like, that's just, like, two versions of, like, 
what agency like means in terms of like actual things happening like action being taken and like this whole idea Mm -hmm. of Eliza being like the record keeper and sort of having a more passive like agency over the story it's sort of still there where it's like she is sort of letting Angelica like take action while she's just like waiting to like respond to things which like you know is and is I don't know it's like is that weird or isn't it I think it's not just because there's both of them I guess you know it's not just yeah yeah it's not just I think it is such a difference right 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 right. I think it is such a difference in their temperament and what they're like like in terms of Eliza being because I feel like both of them I feel like Lynn is careful to put them kind of kind of equal like Angelica is obviously like an incredibly smart savvy cunning person and Eliza is like is like less less of those traits but is just so overwhelmingly kind of like good and loyal and has all of these other traits that kind of balance it too and so I think in some ways he's Mm -hmm. playing with like the different power that they have because Eliza Mm -hmm. obviously has power over her circumstances in terms like narratively but in terms of like the strength and power that she derives from her family and the like joy that she gets from that and Eliza or Angelica doesn't necessarily like have those same strengths and so I think it's interesting, like, the way that he's playing with power and what kind of power, like, actually leads to happiness in the end. Or kind of, like, what kind yeah. of power is recognized as legitimate. Right. You know, because, like, Eliza isn't really seen totally. as powerful, but I would say that she's, like, a very powerful character. Until the end. Absolutely. Of the, I, yeah, I like that he d- does use that song to make it clear that, like, Eliza's power was, like, having an effect the entire time. Right. Even if we, as, like the audience of his show Lynn's show like couldn't even understand that with Angelica just stuff with like like she also had this really intense relationship with Thomas Jefferson like they had like a friendship and everything and like like how much like she is clearly such like an incredibly influential woman and I was kind of disappointed to not see more of that in the play because I felt like I was like wait a second like I mean uh, I just feel like there's so many things that you could I mean honestly he probably just didn't add it for the sake of like too complex too much going on like too much time to take and it's not yeah you know and this is a bit of like too bad I guess it's not just you know like too bad it's not just a musical about Angelica Schuyler and like Alexander Hamilton is like a co-star of her show too bad like I will grant you that but like it isn't and I feel like that is a good that is a like a pretty substantial reason why there isn't more details about her but it also is too bad because it like you know it's it does sort of like flatten out her character a little bit just Mm -hmm. because we don't have all that context and I didn't know that about Thomas Jefferson and like she always says like and when I meet Thomas Jefferson I always like had this fantasy when I first heard that I was like okay so Angelica got with Thomas Jefferson and seduced him into rewriting Uh, things (laughs) (laughs) that's my fanfic that's my Hamilton fanfic Yes. Well, I kind of had my own, like, within that, a little mini fanfic of, like, thinking about when Hamilton endorses um, Jefferson for president and kind of, like, imagine Angelica being like, look, like, Thomas Jefferson is my bro and, like, I know that you don't like him, but he's way better than Burr. Oh, so, like, like I can right. just imagine her, her like, That's yeah, beautiful. being like, this that. is who you need to go with. <laughs> Honestly, that should be its own musical alongside... I could have a musical about all of these characters, especially my favorite character, Hercules Mulligan. (laughs) 
Yes. I just, what? I thought you were gonna say Aaron Burr. I mean, okay, I Aaron was... Burr is kind of my favorite character, but Hercules Mulligan is like very. It's like oh, it's like neck and neck. Honestly, I, I love, love him, so him. I have a lot of love for Lafayette too. Like, and like, it's almost just because I don't know why. Because like, I actually knew about him prior to this, and like, had like a fair amount of information. So like, most of what was in the musical wasn't actually new to me. I think it was literally just like give it up for America's favorite fighting Frenchman. Like, I was like, I love that oh so much. And like, is it David Diggs? <laughs> because oh my yeah. god, it's so like okay. Okay, so, like, you're telling me you love Hercules Mulligan, and my number one thought in that moment was, like, but have you seen Anthony Ramos? Like, it wasn't even, like, <laughs> what about John Lawrence? It was just, like, have you seen that actor? Because he's, like, agree. my truest love. Also, W. <laughs> Diggs. Honestly, all of them are gods. I, oh, <laughs> Lawrence, Thanks. that would be an amazing musical, too. I yeah. just, I can't, especially with oh. the whole, like, the whole um you guys the did they didn't they with Lawrence and Hamilton my thing is that there should be a musical that just talks about the love between Hamilton and Lawrence because okay. have you guys like explored this no, in your tell Wikipedia me, tell search. me tell me oh yes okay. what oh yes no honestly <laughs> not any facts just my own fantasies and also some clues in the show okay and also like just yes. personal fantasies but you guys, what? literally, like, this is based, based in fact and based in, like, their letters to each other, which, okay, this is all just coming from, like, what I've read from Wikipedia slash Lynn. But basically, he was describing their letters, and they were, like, just as flirty as the letters that Hamilton wrote to Angelica and, like, other women. And they were very Damn. much like, these guys probably had a relationship and probably were in love. And I find oh. that heartbreaking and also amazing. Lawrence and it's like, died though, right? Like really yes. early on. Yes. Oh and there's like God. that really that sad. sad part where he's like Lawrence is leading like a battalion on the other side. Oh my God, that monologue. And now I'm thinking about the monologue and now I'm freaking out. Because, Honestly, because, like Lynn's, uh, they were in love. Like Lynn's like sad voice, like his like sad singing voice is like the, like I feel like <laughs> dying when I hear him sing like that. I am just oh in love God. with him, and I didn't know that it this was going to happen, but it's happened, and here we are. <laughs> We're on the other side. Um, <laughs> Wait, oh, you on guys, the other side of the war. I know, I know. <laughs> Don't side. you guys? I'm, is it is it time? Have I, we waited I long is, enough? <laughs> I think it is time. One thing that, that I was going to say is like. Enough. <laughs> we're just talking about this we've already been talking for 50 minutes and we've only done like three characters and like i feel like now thinking about it we're hardly even talking about the actual text of the songs and we're not even talking about the music itself That's and so it's true. just like there's so much to talk about we're not going to get into it but i feel like we've got to have a second hamilton episode at some point oh yeah this okay yeah road. i, I think, think that's really down. true this is just part one brief yeah, overview of some of the characters just- it's also yeah. so funny to me right now. I was thinking about it because we weren't talking about those parts. And it's like, we're kind of just talking about like our own like country's history. We're not even talking about a story that's like a piece of fiction <laughs> because we're not talking about the parts that he made up really. We're just talking about, oh my God, this relationship between Hamilton and Lawrence and like Hamilton was such a complicated man and like all these things. And we're just talking about <laughs> historical figures. And that's so funny, but also so weird to me right now. And like, that's also great. So I'm happy about yeah. it, but it's, it is weird. Let's, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do Aaron Burr. Okay. 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 
Okay. I just want to say really fast. Okay, I really want Hannah to just go in to wait for it. And so <laughs> I just want to say this before. This was, like, a really dorky, like, like obviously you can, like, tell that in middle school I played World of Warcraft type of thing. But I was, like, thinking about them. And I was, like, I just feel like Hamilton is kind of, like, a berserker. And he, like, goes in and he, like, has all the aggro. And then Burr is, like, such an archer. And he just is, like, in the back. And he, like, he's a hunter. He, like, sends in the animals and shit. That's exactly, like, how I've been thinking about them. And I just, like, wanted you guys to know that. The second thing I wanted to say is that, you know the part where they say, we keep meeting in um, Mm -hmm. Right Hand Man? Yes. Yes. Have you guys heard When Love Arrives by Sarah Kay and Phil Kay? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, really good. Okay, every I don't know why. I'm not even sure if this line is in both of those things, but every time I hear that the we keep meeting, I think of When Love Arrives by Sarah Kay oh, and wow. Phil Kay. It's just so rich. Right. There's so much. Hannah. Hannah. Wait wow. for it. You guys. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wait. Well, okay. So, Wait For It is my favorite song in the whole cast recording, and it has been like from my first listening to it and I think the first thing is that I just immediately like got into the melody like I think the song is beautiful and every time I listen to it I get chills I feel like I want to cry but like with happiness but kind of with sadness it's so bittersweet but I think it's beautiful but I think the thing that connects me to it the most is that I feel like like I think Alyssa you were saying if I mean if I was around these characters I feel like I would just gravitate towards Burr so much more in real life because I think I identify with him so much like being cautious and wanting to sort of take your time and plan everything out and not being the person who's like go 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 or like the person who's constantly like really self-confident but also really insecure like I feel like I'm so much more of kind of like a slow you know I'm the tortoise and the tortoise and the hare kind of like (laughs) situation And I feel like Aaron Burr is too. And I just, I I think that like you can read his character as sort of like cowardly and slow and not as dynamic. But at the same time, he has this integrity to him that I find really interesting, even though it's not necessarily the integrity that Hamilton has in that he has like one, like a cause and he's going to fight for it no matter what. But it's this like yeah. sort of tenacity that he's going to like, I mean, he's going to, like, wait for things and sort of make, like, slow and steady progress and, like, fight for what he wants, but in a very, like, quiet way. And I think, and I th- I find him just so poignant in that he has so many desires and so many ambitions, but he's constantly trying to, like, check himself and make himself wait and hold himself back and try to, like, live his life in this, like, measured honorable way even though that always like hinders him and I feel like wait for it is just amazing and then it's like again it talks about life and death and love and like all these big themes that are obviously throughout Hamilton like because they're throughout everything but but the way that Burr kind of talks about life and and sort of just like the arbitrariness of life and the way that anything can happen and you could like die at any time or you know you could lose everything I feel like is very similar to the way that Hamilton talks about life and so in that way I find Mm -hmm. wait for it a song that like brings them together even though it's highlighting their you know complete 
polar differences in a certain way too. So I just think it is perfection and I love it so much. It's so crazy to me because like there are, I learned after listening to Hamilton and like doing some research in the library, there are, you know, like <laughs> casual research, like just going to the American history section. There are like several different dedicated books on just like Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton because there's like this bizarre parallel in their lives that's very obvious in the musical but sort of like I was saying earlier like I feel like I listen to this musical as if it were like a work of pure fiction because like mm-hmm. their dynamic is so well made that like it doesn't Completely. seem like a real thing that happened like it doesn't yeah, it seem, doesn't seem possible they seem like you know Burr is like the perfect foil for Hamilton and Hamilton is the perfect foil for Burr so it's like I can't mm-hmm. even believe that happened like in nature it's such literary magic all the stuff you said about yourself why you like Burr I don't think I'm not like that but maybe I'm not and maybe that's why he didn't speak to me I don't know but I just love Hamilton a lot and like it's hard for me to like it's hard to love them both with such intensity mm-hmm. because they're obviously rivals and like you know <laughs> there's a dramatic oh a dramatic climax to their story but they're friends too like i just that sorry i for some reason get like really choked up which is like it's not even supposed to be that choke up of a line but you know like when it's it's skylar defeated and he says like you know like you were my first friend or like i thought you were my friend or something like that and he's and like i don't he's see like, why that, I don't has, see to why that has to change yeah. yeah and like i don't know why but it just like really gets me like <laughs> man because i feel like they're not you know they're they're like enemies because of the way the world is set up and also like their own temperaments but i feel like they are so similar in so many different ways and they could work together they could be friends but it just doesn't work out that way for them i don't you know, know it's so beautiful they're like star-crossed lovers i know th- i was just exactly, gonna say that yeah. i was like they're the re- the thing with this like it's literally just their demeanors that are keeping them apart and keeping them from being close friends is like exactly the problem that like literary romances have and it's it's beautiful we love it we love <laughs> you know the whole that's like that is a tale as old as time literally and it's just like they do have it that's what i need like the fan fiction version of hamilton yeah um just about like their romance i want to hear more about your thoughts on theodosia because like i looked into it because i was like i have no idea like who this woman is and like i was really confused with the song that because i was like is that his daughter what's going on and like (laughs) I actually feel like, because also, I mean, I know that there's the part where he says this because it's like when um, Aaron Burr's like, what do we have in common? Are we reliable with the ladies, you know? And then like, he goes on like that whole piece. But I was looking at it and like, he like, Theodosia, I know eventually passes away and then he gets remarried. But like, Aaron Burr also has a couple of illegitimate sons. And like, <laughs> which, which I was like, oh my god, you just like made more Hamiltons in this weird way. And like, you know, like, but I want to hear about your Theodosia thoughts. I, okay, I just, I, okay, I don't know. I Maybe it's just like the romantic in me that I love in, um, I think it's in Story of Tonight, where maybe it's like the reprise of Story of Tonight. It is. Where it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, when like Hamilton after finds the wedding. out about Theodosia, yeah, yeah, exactly. After the wedding, 
Hamilton finds out about Burr having this affair with Theodosia because she is married to this British officer. Oh, God, I love that because obviously I love star-crossed things. So I'm like, ooh, how hot, like amazing, like across enemy lines. And then in Wait For It, when he's, you know, love doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. And I love that it's like, oh, he's so like in love with her and so passionate about her. And they have this bond, but it's not lawful and it's not you know, right, but it is right in this, like, greater kind of cosmic sense, and I don't know, I mean, I don't know if there's, like, more beyond just my, like, ooh, love, and, like, <laughs> like, okay, okay, I feel like the thing that I love the most about it is that he's so in control of himself at all times, mm-hmm. for is. And he's so wanting to live this life kind of by the book and do everything right. But then this gets in the way. And that's the whole point of wait for it. That like Mm. everything gets in the way. Like life gets in the way. Death gets in the way. And like especially love gets in the way. And you can't do anything about it because it's this just higher force. And it's not going. It's like implacable. And it's going to change you and probably for the better. And I just love that. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, I was that that was really beautiful, Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys. Bird brings it out of me. I did not think about Aaron Burr in that way or in any way, really, until now. So, you know, I feel like I've learned something. Oh, God, I'm so happy. <laughs> okay, I know that Teal has to go. Should we do some final thoughts yeah. on Hamilton for now? Let's... Yeah. Um. Okay, my final thoughts are I swear that this will be life-changing. So if you haven't heard anything about life, about about life if you haven't heard anything about life listen to hamilton i kind of feel that way also but also if you haven't like you know if you haven't heard hamilton you should listen to it and like it will be really important to you and i've said this before but it's like the like work of art that it's like one of the work of arts that i feel most like overwhelmingly passionate about and like excited about in ways that, like, you know, like, I feel more excited about Hamilton than I feel about Scandal. I love Scandal, as I pointed out (laughs) earlier, but, like, you know, it's a different kind of love, so it's, like, one of those, you know, it's one of those intense loves. And Mm -hmm. also, I would say go onto YouTube and watch the Ham for Ham shows because you will die because Lin-Manuel Miranda is precious, and he does the shows. Well, he did that. And, like, you will freak out. You have to watch all of them. Also because I just love... I love one thing that people always say about Hamilton, but also, like, I agree with this, is that, like, it's sort of bringing people who don't, who can't, like, be a part of the Broadway scene because they don't live in New York City. Like, it's, like, really bringing the actors into, like, the process of creating this, like, cultural phenomenon. And, like, that's why we just named all the actors' names. Like, I don't know a single other Broadway actor, really, besides, like, the ones who are in Hamilton. Um, so, like, there, besides, like, Sutton Foster, I've got that one down. But, like, you know, we don't, I, that's not, like, a part of, like, me listening to cast albums, but it has been. I think that's such a beautiful thing that Lynn made happen through his Lynn magic, and, like, it's great. Lynn so, magic. yeah. Yeah. Okay, final thoughts? Oh, next? man, I agree with literally one, 100% of everything that you just said. I think that Hamilton is just generation-defining, and it is something that, like, you just need to let yourself sink into and get super passionate about and just listen to all the songs like 50 times and then it'll just be sort of like part of your DNA and your life will be just better for it. Um, I love it. I'm so excited for us to do more episodes about it because I feel like as the reason why we only have like 
covered like four characters is that I feel like as a text it it has so many different layers because like it, it has the historical it has the like play part of it the musical part of it the actor Absolutely. part of it the like political kind of part of it and so we've just like you know tapped into like one one tenth or like one fifth of like what it actually is as a whole phenomenon and there's just so much more so I, I am excited to talk more about it I just I so feel that and I guess like the last thing that I really want to say is that it just is definitely this is gonna sound really cheesy and like cliche but like very inspiring and like I just to feel like like listening to Hamilton like I really feel like grabs your spirit a little bit in like really Mm -hmm. great ways and I just feel like like I I have like legitimately been listening to my shot over and over again on repeat I mean I've been listening to the whole thing but like specifically like that one in in a lot of the ways of like because I've been trying to memorize every word of it but like (laughs) I just like really feel um like it's part of it so much of it is the way that it's written and the music and just like what he's doing but like I it really makes you feel like the world is accessible to you in a lot of different ways which I think Mm -hmm. is like a product of like the musical itself because as you were pointing out like this is a this is a like a piece of Broadway that's like in like your hands type of thing and it just it feels so much more like you have it and um yeah I, I I like I think that's a part of it and I think also a huge part of that is just like what obviously like the story of Hamilton himself and everything that he did but um yeah I just feel like it just makes me feel really good even though there's lots of parts of it that make me cry and I just feel like (laughs) you just like need need to like experience it like not just not even just as a cultural phenomenon or like not even just as this piece of history but just like for yourself and your personhood (laughs) completely it's just so cathartic for anyone to like go through all those emotions and be so inspired totally okay oh you Shall guys we say is, this has been great yeah i, I just we're done i mean we're done for today at least we probably shouldn't you know we will just deplete ourselves of energy if we keep talking about hamilton for much longer in one day <laughs> um i think that next up i know we haven't talked about this privately but i'm just gonna throw it out there i feel like next up we should just decide to do the cursed child because we have to do it yes so, like we might as well just do that next and also we don't want plus i need to express my feelings yes exactly so i feel like we should just do that so we'll do that next week and that's what's up next sounds good that's what's up next okay (laughs) okay great bye guys all right bye bye thanks for listening kyla and hannah's mom thanks love you guys (laughs)